Welcome to the Shuffle Curious Podcast. I'm your host, Patty Lynch. Have you ever seen an amazing shuffler at a show or festival and wondered, how did they get started? How did they develop their skills? And who are they beyond the dance floor? Well, that's exactly what we're exploring in the show. We'll dive into the personal experiences of the dancers that make up our beloved community. We'll be learning more about who they are and what makes this dance so special to them. So with that, let's jump into the show and let's get curious together. Hello, all my Shuffle Curiosities out there. This is episode 11 of the Shuffle Curious podcast. And in this episode, I spoke with my friend, Phil. And Phil is here for a hot minute. He had a weekend to send a Dom Dallas show. And it was my pleasure to uh, be able to host him because we had so much time together to just connect and do this podcast, go and sesh with my local fam here and hit a couple other shows too. So I I loved having him here. He was such a vibe. (laughs) And I loved hearing about his story too. He is uh, coming from Arizona and that local community and has been rediscovering shuffling for himself over the last couple of years and has been snapping in with a, a lot of different communities, such as you know the Boss BPM um, community out in Boston, Elder League in Florida, the Arizona Shufflers as well, and the Mahai Shufflers, of course. So I really enjoyed this conversation. It's so fun talking to Phil, and I'm so glad I got to spend a bunch of time with him while he was here. So without further ado, this is my conversation with Phil Merch. Phil, how are you, man? Doing great, brother. Uh, pleasure and an honor to be here. Dude, it's been an awesome time having you here. Uh, thank you so much for coming to Denver, and then thank you so much for uh, being on the show. It's it's gonna be, uh, I think, a really awesome talk. Yeah, no, I know, I know. It's gonna be, I don't, I'm not thinking this. <laughs> big facts, big facts. No, man, thanks for hosting uh, Denver. Denver is valid, 100. I've had a great time uh, last night jumping around the city. Uh, yeah, I definitely see myself uh, making more trips up here, if you'll host me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Dude, it's been my pleasure. It's been so much fun. Um, you had come into town for Dom Dalla, correct, at, at Red Rocks. How was that last night? Phenomenal. Um, obviously, Red Rocks, uh, all the the hype is, is justified. Super unique venue. Vibes there are good. Great crowd. Um, just, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any place like it that I've seen before, obviously. <laughs> How was the altitude? Dude, incredibly hard. I have a newfound respect for uh, for all the mile high shufflers. To, to put it lightly, I was taxed and uh, gassed after you know I could barely get through half a run. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like, either I'm getting older or the the altitude's getting me. I don't know one one of the two. Right? <laughs> it is tough up there. It is tough up there. And hey, we we acclimate up here. You know what I mean? So uh, you you would be in the same boat if you were here for like another <laughs> month or so. That's a thought. That's yeah. a thought. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. I can dance at Red Rocks and not get gas. Maybe I should yeah. move. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like get the cog spinning that way. But you met one of our friends, Olivia. Yes. Olivia there, right? Awesome. Yeah, her awesome. And, uh, and Chris, uh, I believe her, her boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super cool uh, peoples. It was uh, a yeah, good time. Posted in the back as Shufflers do, breaking it down. You yeah. Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a shame. Uh, I think most of the, the fam is going to be there tonight because they have a, they've got a second date. Um, but we're... 
we're going to make it to a sesh today um, over at Belmar Park, and that, that should be really fun to, to kick it with everyone. And, um, yeah, we've been hanging out with Charles here as well, Bambi. The so um, it's just been a bro weekend. <laughs> yeah, honestly. It's been really awesome, man. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm so glad that you're here and that we were able to kind of connect, you know, on, on, a, on a deeper level because we've kind of been a little bit in passing in, in the past. Uh, with our with our interactions, although we spent a pretty freaking solid weekend at Art and Arc, and that's when um, I had first met you. So our mutual friend uh, Carolina um, was going to Arc with her Boston fam and extended invitation. Like we were the only kind of like out of state extended fam that that she um, you know extended that uh, invitation to. And um, if funny enough. I had known about you, but I didn't really know. I didn't know really who you who you were, but I had known about you because I saw a video of you dancing with Mars, like at like a pool party or something yeah, like I that. that. Uh, you were like dressed in all white, and I and I didn't realize that that was you until after um, Arc. Like I had had that. I saw the video, then went to that festival, and then noticed like, oh shit! Like I had known, <laughs> I had known about Phil, but then like. It was when, you know, we went we went there and we were in this weird Airbnb that was on top of a funeral home, which was actually amazing because there was so much space. Um, and we kicked it there and it was it was really cool because we had that relatability of kind of being the not not like the outsiders. We were the but, adopted fam for yeah, the weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So we had like the same we were on the same wavelength, just trying to figure out the the social dynamics and, and, and all that stuff. Obviously snapping in with because they're they're amazing. Oh, like that phenomenal. The, the, ten out of ten. Boston yep. BPM slaps big time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, our our gracious host, uh Carolina is is amazing as well. And I'm I uh, love her for inviting us. I think it made us all kind of closer in that regard. But yeah, that uh, was uh, that was like my first like all house and techno festival that I ever mm. went to. Um, I didn't even know those were a thing until she she told me like, oh, you got to come. We got to do it. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I was like, ah, now I'm in love. Like, yeah, I never want to go back to like the mainstream ones again. <laughs> for real, man. For real. And I was I was so on the fence about um, art because my my good friend JT was was going and uh, and Brent um, uh They've both been on the podcast and uh, they were getting in my ear like, you got to go, you got to go. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But it wasn't until um, Caro hit me up and was like, hey, we got a spot on our Airbnb. And I was like, the universe is telling me to go. <laughs> like, I can't I can't ignore the universe. Like, that's just rude. So <laughs> so um, that was a cool send. But my um, <laughs> it was funny because we had the uh, our festival outfit that we all coordinated and um, it was Dora the Explorer. So we had a crapload of Doras um, go to Ark, uh, but you were the one who rogered up to be Swiper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was my first like impression of you. Like okay, like he's he's the he's the bad guy. <laughs> he's the bad guy of the group. But like that's so it's so far from the truth, man. Like you were you were um, you know great a human being the whole time. Still are like, and I'm so glad that we've that we've kept in touch, you know, throughout this time. And because um, you never know, you never know, like you have those interactions with people. One one festival, festival stands kind of thing. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? You have you have like it, it is intimate. You know what I mean? Like you're you're essentially living with each other for three days. You're 
sharing you know, with each other, relying on each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. In, in many regards, you, you know, you're cooking for each other. You're also like, there's just late nights and just like, like deep talks and stuff like that outside of the music. But then you're also sharing the music with one another as well. So you, you hope that, you know, all those moments like mean something and like you can continue to connect with that person even outside of that event things like that. I think that's very much kind of like what's happened. Like when we've had we've had opportunities to do that just with like the Maha Shufflers uh, challenge that happened in, in January, we were, we were able to kind of like reconnect over that. And it was all based on, you know, shuffling and development and things like that. And I, I love that. I loved how um, enthused you were about it and the amount of participation that you put into that and the hard work and it, it, it it looked like it paid off, Definitely. you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, completely, <laughs> completely different on the dance floor from before and after the challenge. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, mm -hmm. no. So I, I definitely commend you um, on, on that. And no, uh, I mean I, I commend uh, you and uh, uh, Abby, uh, Ali, Ali. Ali yeah, sorry, yeah, I, I was yeah. about to say Sunrose. I'm like, wait, what's her name again? But uh, no, man, you guys were the best uh, hosts I've ever seen. Grant, I only participated in one shuffle challenge previously, didn't complete it. But um, the way that you you guys were constantly in the group chats, constantly posting all your own tutorials to really show like your dedication to it, as opposed to just posting you know a tutorial that you found online, that meant a lot to me. Uh, really driving the conversation, hyping each other up, it really made it really easy to stay active and participate throughout the challenge. So I appreciate it. No, thank you, thank you for that. It it does mean a lot to us because yeah, we we um, we had a plan and we just didn't know how many people would really like snap into it or resonate with it. And we're, we're so glad that we had people like you who just like hit the, I believe button and, and just like followed through on every single day that we had a concept or a move or, or whatnot and participated, hyped other people up, encouraged them. Cause that's also important too. like kind of a community. It takes a community to make those challenges, successful if people do those in isolation it's the likelihood of them completing it or taking it seriously is kind of diminished especially over time you know if they don't feel like they're they might be accountable to someone or there's someone on the other side that's going to say like wow good job you know good job on that and for for two people for Allie and i to to do that every single day it what it was difficult so it's like we very much had to lean on on individuals like you to like get in there and like help other people out too and then show show other people that you're grinding as well and to give them you know permission to like attack it in the same angle you know so we really appreciate you for that man thank you so much again symbiotic uh, appreciation there man <laughs> it, was, it was uh it was definitely an experience pushed me outside of my comfort zone on many days and like you said there are days long day at work whatever it is you're not in the mood to, to grind it out but like yeah, again, the, the community uh, pushing you through, see, seeing uh, seeing like my progress throughout the challenge, right? By the 20th day, I'm like, oh, I got to do it just to get better now, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and like, you, you, I always go through my my stories now, like the archive stories, and you can see from day one to day 30, you're like, what the? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I wasn't moving the way that I was moving 30 days ago. So, and that's the beauty of the of those challenges for, for sure. You know, not... I don't think it's, you know, maybe it's it's sustainable to to practice that way. Um, it takes a lot of discipline, but I also think that those challenges are good in in doses, like committing to 30 days and then like, OK, I can chill out and kind of sesh on my own and freestyle and like, you know, BS a little bit. But there, I think they're always good to like revisit, whether that be 
quarterly or yearly or even bi bi yearly, something like that, you know. But um, I want to get into your background a little bit, you know. Uh, we we've had a little bit of time here in Denver, just you know, you kicking it with uh, with us here um, that we've been able to chat. But I don't think a lot of maybe the audience and the listeners, you know, know know too much about you. So. Um, please let us know, like, where are you from? Um, how long have you been shuffling for? And a fun one is always, uh, how were you like as a kid? You know, what, what was kind of like your personality as a kid? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm originally from South Florida, uh, born in Broward County, ended up moving to Miami when I was like 11. Um, and uh, basically lived in Florida until a year and a half ago when I moved out to Arizona. I live in Tempe, Arizona now. Uh, due to a, got a job offer, um, and I really like it there. Ten out of ten. You got to come visit. I got to try to repay your your hostingness because I always said I was a great host, and then then I, I stayed with you for for a night, and I was like, oh, there's levels to this uh, <laughs> this hosting stuff here. But uh, thank you. Regardless, I will I will attempt my best my best shot at uh, at being a good host. It'll be enough. It'll be enough. <laughs> Trust me. Um, so yeah, so living in Arizona now. Uh, how long I've been shuffling? So I I did my first Running Man probably like 2011 ish around there. Um, but, uh, I didn't really take the dance seriously. You know, it was more like when I'm out, granted you practice a little bit at home to know what you're doing, but it wasn't, um, never really in front of the mirror drilling, anything like that. It was, you know, real, uh, basic. I, I, I say, you know, I only did the running man and, and T-step to the right. I couldn't go left, you know, <laughs> and just, just at shows and festivals, um, throughout most of the 2010s, uh, took a hiatus for a minute, um, and then came back. Uh, right around quarantine time. So I, I'd say like a good two, three years since then of, of consistency, but a bit of a background in it as well uh, right. from, from my early 20s. Okay. And yeah, as a child. Oh, sorry, as a child. Well, who was that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely uh, enjoyed being surrounded by people. My house was the house that everybody came to kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone's coming over playing uh, Nintendo 64 or whatever. Uh, big, big video game. Um, player for sure uh my dad did put me in a bunch of little league things but i uh this was a lazy kid i didn't want to go outside and play or whatever so i'd prefer to stay in uh inside with my friends and play video games that way or you know walk around the neighborhood whatever it is um yeah uh i guess i was kind of naturally gifted in school but never really took uh school seriously especially in grade school um but yeah, that, that's probably a good uh, class clown. Doesn't like silence. Always has to make a joke somewhere. That kind of kid, right? <laughs> got it. Got it. Um, no, that, that's cool. I can kind of see that in, in your personality. Maybe it's more tamed. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> it took some working on, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And this is exactly this is the tamed version. Imagine <laughs> what it was before. It's turned up to hundred. Great job, man. <laughs> you wear it well. Um, so. There, there was probably a life before shuffling. You know what I mean? You said you had a resemblance of a running man and then, you know, a resemblance of a T-step to the right, but not to the left. <laughs> um, so what what were, you know, maybe some of the, uh, or actually, actually, what did life kind of look like before shuffling? What were you getting into? What kind of primed you for a, a shuffle journey, uh, essentially? Um, so good question. So... I mean, I guess, uh, Grant, like I said, a lot of video games in my youth and hanging out with friends. Um, we did, you know, I started partying pretty early and that's kind of what introduced me to, you know, the EDM scene being mm -hmm. from Miami. Obviously, there's, a, there's a, a great electronic music culture out there, clubs and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, I feel like hobby wise, 
yeah, like it would be video games. I played pool for a little bit there, you know, on, on occasion. That would probably be the sport that I played uh, mostly. Um, like maybe so like fine coordination skills of, of some sort. Yeah, um, definitely more like leisure kind of uh, sports, right? You know, yeah, you're, you're playing pool, you're at a bar, you drink a beer, you know, uh, you're kind of okay, like yeah, chilling yeah. with it. Um, I mean, I, I, I've been in school since I was 18. Um, so that was always kind of taking up a good amount of time. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't really have any other hobbies. It was really always kind of kind of going out and, and, and partying and dancing would probably be the thing that took up most of my life. Like I said, it was just um, more focused on partying in those years, raving, if you will. I used to glove and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, yeah. It's always I've always kind of been in the scene. If, if I'm if I'm out of the house, if I, if like I said during that hiatus, it was just me on the couch playing video games. But uh, outside of that, yeah, not much. Not not other hobbies. I'm trying to think if I have anything special about me. Not really. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Uh, do, do you always felt like you were like a dancer, like at heart, even when like when you were gloving and stuff like that? And like, was there ever a time where you wanted to move? more than just your hand, you know, your hand, your hands and your, your arms, um, to, to like something that would be similar to shuffling, using a full body movement to express yourself. Yeah. Um, okay. I would say music is, is a passion, something I was always listening mm -hmm. to either, uh, hip hop is what I grew up on. Experimented with rapping for a bit there as well. Um, but no, man, I never considered myself a dancer. Um, it was funny. Shuffling was outside, like the crank that sh sh shoulder soldier, soldier boy, boy. Yeah, uh, yeah. middle school, middle dance. school dances <laughs> and stuff like that outside of the trendy lean with a rock with it. I never really did any, any formal dancing until like shuffling. Um, so that was really what kind of gave me the confidence to step out of my shelf. And again, this was, even though I was only doing very pre preliminary moves, I still considered, I have, I got like a shuffle tattoo, like, you know, the cross, uh, for when you, uh, when you're selecting music and you press the the shuffle button to skip yeah. around the songs, the two yeah. cro uh, crossing arrows. That was my first tattoo I got when I was 18. So, so was that more mu music related, or was that more was that shuffle? That, I thought I was a shuffler back then. Uh, you know? Like it, it's well. it's okay. funny because because again back then I was really by myself. I wasn't really surrounded in a community. I didn't really know a lot of other mm. people. Um, you know, the, the only videos I remember seeing online back then were those like Melbourne uh, Hearts ones. And but they had looked dated even back then. So I'm like, oh, this is like an older thing or something. You know, I didn't didn't really know a lot of people when I first got into the scene that that were um, at least compared to what what I know now, right? People who actually mm -hmm. take it serious. Um, I think I got derailed there. Uh, I oh, uh, when I consider myself a dancer, it's funny. One of my friends from Miami, Christian, um, we were having a, a very regular conversation, and and I forgot how we got into. It. He's like, yeah, of course, because you're a dancer. Like it was the first time someone ever called me a dancer. And I was like, oh, I'm a dancer? Like, you know, like, uh, so excuse, I, me? excuse me, really? No, like, I just like to have fun and, and uh, you know, jump around and stuff like that. But for, uh, to get that label was a real, a real moment. Again, it was just in a, a casual conversation, nothing too serious, but it really, uh, it hit, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it gave you permission to identify yourself yeah. with, with dancing. And I know that, I know that kind of takes some people a long time to like, give that label to themselves and to give you know to give them that that permission to to say like okay i'm actually i'm i'm one of these people who are actually good at moving their body because they've never seen themselves in that in that image before a hundred percent and i think i think like once you once you start to realize that and i think i think it, it would behoove and it would benefit everyone to have that realization sooner sooner than later or to give themselves give themselves that grace of calling themselves a dancer because that's just that's just mental baggage that you don't need when you're learning when you're learning and you're trying to express yourself 
um, in the way that you want on the dance floor, um, it, it's it's an easy thing to like. It's an easy thing just to say like, yes, I'm a dancer now. But there's this mental jujitsu with it in your own head. You know what I mean? It's easier. It's easier said than done. Is kind of what I'm getting at. No, no, I I I agree 100. Kind of like you said, that label you almost feel like unworthy of carrying it, yes, right? Like you know, yes, uh, the imposter, imposter syndrome, syndrome literally, yeah. man. Yeah. So, um, and even to this day, I struggle with it, man. Like uh, people tell me, oh, you're just a good dancer, and um, you never know if it's because like they're your friends and they just want to yeah. be nice to you, or like, wait, am I actually good? Yeah, or like, yeah. you know, you want to like corner them, like, wait, <laughs> say that again. Yeah. Say it sincerely. What specifically do you like about my dancing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not be general about. <laughs> um no we all i think we all deal with it and um i also think you know us talking about it you know what i mean people people can probably identify that we're we're, we're good dancers you know what i mean we're we're, we're good dancers and what specifically we, <laughs> we're good dancers but we go through this shit too you know what i mean we we have these we have these bouts of un uncertainty about you know what like Oh, but like, are we good dancers? Like that sort of thing. You know, we were grooving last night and, and just having fun. And both of us could look at each other and, and admire one another's dance. And um, I think that's like, really, that's all that matters. And even if I didn't admire dance, it, you know, it needs to be okay with, it needs to be okay with you. Cause not everyone's going to like your style. Not everyone's going to appreciate shapes. Not everyone's going to appreciate Melbourne, Moss, what, you know, whatever else. It might look funny to them. Or at least maybe for now and then the, maybe they'll gain appreciation later so like you shouldn't really you know put put all the weight on someone else's opinion you know what i mean about about what your dance looks like because you might look a, like a rock star to, to someone else you know what i mean it really matters it really matters like do you like the way that you're moving at this given point in time in your shuffle journey you know what i mean because yeah you can draw comparisons to a thousand people that may or may not be be um you know better than you or whatever in in your own perception of what that is and uh but at the end of the day and you know i i had a previous guest on uh, uh jesse and he was just saying that basically you just need to be okay with your dance and don't worry about what anyone else thinks of you. And it, it, we were talking about battles and stuff like that. And he was like, when you go into the ring, like it, it needs to just be you vibing and labbing. Like it, although there's a thousand, you know, there's a bunch of people, not a thousand, well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe there's some battles out there with <laughs> spectators, but it needs to just be you vibing and, and labbing and, and doing your thing and being unapologetic on uh, as to how you're moving. So, yeah. No, I, I I can totally uh, relate to what you said. Uh, you know, a, a style that you might not appreciate now and then later draw become mm -hmm. fond of. So, like like you said, like I, I started shuffling quote unquote in the early 2010s, and shapes wasn't really around back then. I imagine it was, but like it definitely wasn't as blown up as it is today. And when I finally came back from my hiatus, again, I thought that like shuffling was like a fad that died out, and like I was just like this one guy who did it. And then I you know I re-download Instagram and I see all these people dancing. I'm like, oh my god, like that's my thing. And there, yeah. but I, when I saw shapes it's funny i was like what is this goofy ass <laughs> like i was just so thrown away by it like i didn't think it looked good at all and it's so funny because like today i'm probably more shape dominant than mm -hmm. than anything so it's, it's funny how that that whole 360 came about or 180 rather in uh and yeah within within a couple years um so yeah just don't don't knock it if it's not uh, appetizing at first yeah. yeah 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 it might it might need to grow on you like be be patient with the with the different dance styles i just saw a i saw a video um it was yesterday. I was just, I was scrolling, and it was Mizu, and he was doing a shape. Yeah, a I shapes, saw that one. Like, Killed it. 
straight up shapes variation video. Um, added added a little bit of you know uh, stuff there, but it was it was a little bit of different styles here and there. But it was primarily shapes, and he's he's not really known known for that. But he killed it, you know what yeah. I mean. So um, it 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 just goes to show, like, just you know, give give other things a shot as well, and and um, explore explore those other styles because it might just it might just rub off on you well. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly I think that that some of the best dancers have a hybrid approach, right? Yeah. If you can incorporate multiple styles, not just within the shuffling arena, but I try to throw in a little hip hop every once in mm. a while, you know, to, to, to do that really kind of adds a little extra sauce on it. Um, and I think does make you a better dancer if you're able to incorporate kind of different uh, techniques, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you were kind of hinting at it like the um, your your essential like return to shuffling. So um you had you had talked about you had started kind of your your journey um more or less in 2011 what was the point where what was like your i guess your like true origins of where you wanted to take this seriously like the ground zero for that what was like the the moment or the experience that triggered that for you and then you know what from that from that point on how did you kind of go about uh, really putting, you know, diving headfirst into the shuffle journey pool. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, I, I like to say, I think like the seed was planted when I first got into the EDM scene. I mean, I was my very first tattoo. I wasn't a good dancer, but I got a shuffle tattoo mm -hmm. just because of the way it made me feel, the confidence it gave me. Um, you know, I was able to go out partying without... Um, Oh, sorry. <laughs> Water. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna go out party. Yo necesito. Yeah. Or necesito. Yo necesito. Oh, you got it. Um, uh, and not not feel dumb, you know, because oftentimes guys are in the corner of the club or whatever. They're not dancing. They're just there on their phones and stuff like that. Shuffling was a dance that I could do by myself. You know, I have a. I'm a little shy sometimes. Asking a lady friend to dance can be uh, can be quite challenging. So that that really resonated with me. So that was when the seed was planted. Um, and then, like I said, uh, partied for a bit there, took my hiatus, com comes back, um, EDC Orlando 2017 was the rebirth of the Phoenix. Shout out, shout out my boy Hui. Um, and, uh, I think like there, you know, I started kind of, you know, but it would mainly be like, oh, let me like, you know, shoot a clip, like getting ready for like the next festival I'm going to, right? Not, not really drilling it, drilling it. Um, it wasn't until quarantine, I would say that, uh. I started going, granted, it was a little after quarantine, not during quarantine, but the year 2020, started going out in Orlando. Uh, I was living in Gainesville at the time, but I would go out weekends in Orlando. And uh, my homegirl, uh, Christina Coffey, uh, with Elder League out there, she and a bunch of the homies would go to this uh, brunch bar, Elixir. It was outdoors, so it was one of the only clubs that you can go to around that time. And I just remember being surrounded by all these great dancers, and I'm like, oh my God, like I really gotta, like, there's levels to it, you know, yeah. step it up. So. I feel, you know, I have the saying, if you're the best dancer in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. And most of my life, uh, with my very basic fundamentals uh, and poorly executed, I might add, <laughs> I've had <laughs> to like, yeah, well, no, I mean, I've, I've had to rework my running man like three times over mm -hmm. my like major like revisions in terms of foot placement and all these kinds of things. So it, it's been a struggle, man. T-step and running man are a constant work in progress. Yeah. There is no one who's like, yeah, my... It's you know my T step and running back fire. They're always like I'm working. They're always like I'm working on it. Like, <laughs> that makes me feel bad. Which is a good which is a good way to approach it. The beginner's mindset of the foundations. I feel like super know, super important. Are. Super important. But, uh, but uh, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah yeah. So uh, just being surrounded in a room with a, with, a, with a bunch of great dancers really inspired me to uh, to to level up, start practicing, learning new moves. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I would say probably Orlando, uh, the year 2020. Um, obviously during quarantine, you have more more free time. So that, that gave me uh, an opportunity instead of going out on the weekends, go to the tennis court and dance there, you know? Um, yeah. So that would, that would be the start point. I can go into how it got amplified over the, the next two or three years, but. Yeah. Well, talk about, talk about like the, the next six months from that point, from like getting that inspiration from you realizing that there's levels to this and and that you had homies that were invested in this in a big way um what did, what did that look like moving forward was it what, did you commit to like structured practice at that point was it was it messy was it just for fun and you were just doing it for certain events like describe that yeah yeah so <clears throat> I've never been, and I try to get better at this. I've never been good at like, all right, I'm going to, you know, obsess for two hours or something like mm. that. I, um, I found the most success. And I think I began implementing it around that time is just like 10 minutes at least, you know, just dance every day, five, 10 minutes, put mm. a track on. Um, and I can't practice without recording myself. So maybe record a clip, you know, yourself and, uh, and just post that. But that's how it really was, uh, every day for five or 10 minutes, um, that, that consistency building up. And then around that time, you know, I was obviously going out. Um, and meeting people, um, you know, you meet dancers and clubs and stuff like that. So that really started um, uh, growing my uh, social media presence in the shuffle community, mm. essentially uh, meeting a bunch of friends there. And then you post videos online or you see others post online and you react and you hype each other yeah, up. People you are get inspired. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that, that was definitely... Um, Especially at that point, because Gainesville, I had a couple friends who shuffled up there, but it's not a it's not a major city, so it's not a big community. And I lived in Orlando previously, but I wasn't living there regularly, so I didn't go to like the Wednesday meetups that they'd have. Um, so it was it, during that time, 2020, and, and into the first half of 2021, I was really engaged in the online shuffle community more than anything, I'd say. Gotcha, gotcha. But it was enough to kind of have those accountability measures, more or less. Like if, if it, it, you might not have felt that but like if if someone was encouraging you after a video you were probably more primed and ready to go to post the next one like you know what i mean i want i want people to see this stuff you know i want people to know that i'm kind of putting in the work or i'm enjoying myself or you know i am a part i am a part of this community yeah yeah 100 percent. and even and seeing other people level up right that would yeah. be a, another major one right like, like even sometimes we're like i swore I, I had i was cleaner than him last time <laughs> what happened here but he's yeah. So it's uh and it's amazing to, to see that too. Um because you know when when you when you see people you can have a very genuine reaction of like you have been killing it for the past three months. Like kudos to you. You know what I mean? Like can't wait to can't wait to session with you, can't wait to learn from you, that that sort of thing. You know, and so you always have you always have that relatability because you everyone's kind of I think that's a big thing with the shuffle community, especially if you're very active on the, like the social medias and, and stuff like that. You have a sense that everyone's going through it. Everyone's everyone's leveling up and um, you have that relatability with them. Like, you know, I always ask my friends like, hey, like you've been working on and, and yeah, stuff oh, like for, that. For sure. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, sh show me what you've been working <laughs> on and because uh, you've been leveling, the, you know, the F up right now. And um, I just want I just want to know what what are the what are like the little pieces or the little lessons that you're going through each day to get to where where you're going, you know, and it's always just like something that you can talk about and like re relate to them with. And it, it has relevance in their life as well as your as your, um, you know just seshing or, or doing whatever, or even if you're just like out to dinner or 
whatever else. So yeah, no, literally, I remember especially in, in Arizona when I started going to the meets out there. That's what I would do. I just go around. What move are you working on right mm. now? And I would just collect, you know, from everybody. And granted, I probably wouldn't be able to execute half of them, but at least you know, planting the seed of of, of what moves to come and, and being inspired by people trying to trying to develop the craft. Man, it's definitely good vibes, right? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It, it's it's something else. I, I always say it um, in, in in a lot of the episodes. It's like this is a very unique um, group of people who have centered themselves around an interest. You know, there's there's a there's many other groups that do the same thing. You know, you might be an avid kayaker, or you might be a you know an avid um, uh, shuffleboard player, not shuffle dancer. You know, <laughs> and but you know, there's, and there's groups that form around that. That, but they're they're fabric and what holds them together is not is I don't just I just don't feel like they're as strong as something like this uh, for for many different reasons. So could, could be a bias on our part, but I would maybe, never tend to. Yeah, agree. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm, just, I'm just like I am always hyping up the shuffle. Yeah. It's my job. Those, those old folks really passionate about that shuffleboard stuff. Yo, man. It might be, like we might be surprised, like roll up on a shuffleboard tournament and like people are getting it. Like, you know, they're all boys like <laughs> <laughs> They've been doing this for like 30 years or some shit. <laughs> Too fun. Um, so you've been a part of um, a couple different communities and you've interacted with with a lot of communities as well, starting with, you know, the South, South Florida uh, scene and then kind of moving around. What other, you know, what other uh, communities have you really nested well with and have been a part of? Uh, yeah, yeah. So definitely, like, granted, even though I wasn't, um, you know, officially part of Elder League or anything like that, partying with mm -hmm. them in Orlando, that would probably be the first time I was really even introduced to, like, uh, Shuffle Crews and stuff okay. like that. Even though, like I said, I started in Miami, I really didn't know about the, the Miami Shuffle scene until... Um, you know, like I said, 2020, right? I started, when I started growing my uh, uh, networking online, meeting people, I'm like, oh, there's shufflers in, in South Florida. So um, Orlando, 2020, and then I moved back to Miami for a little bit after I graduated in 2021. And that's where I really got uh, cool with some of the FYF, Find Your Flow people, Mars and all of them out mm -hmm. there. Um, so that was grand. I only meant to like one meetup, but you know, I would still go out with them on the weekends and stuff like that. So that that was also another a spark to kind of amplify being surrounded by tons of great dancers out there, obviously for further ignites the the flame. Um, that was one stop. And then honestly, yeah, the next stop, uh, Arizona, uh, Arizona Shufflers, Gribs and all them. Um, you know, I had moved to that state without knowing anybody. Um, and again, it's the story of how I started going to the meetups, but the point is those were my only uh, friends for a very long time and uh, definitely really immersed myself in that community. Um, you know, I was able to give back in certain ways too. That was huge. And then the most recent community that I feel a part of is Mile High Shufflers right after that. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that challenge was uh, was phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, those, those will be my, my four there. We got Orlando, Miami, uh, Arizona, and, and uh, Denver, man. Well, okay, so... And you, so right now you're in Arizona. So um, elaborate on that. Like, what was your entry point there? How did you start to get more involved? Um, how have you stayed involved? Kind of like, what's your what's your position in that community? Because I would I'd I'd venture to say that that is like your local community at, at the moment. You know what I mean? You're, you're rocking there. Yeah, uh, I don't know what we represent, baby. Yeah, you're, you're repping <laughs> right now. Yeah, so. No, yeah, honestly, like I said, so that was the first time that I was able to really get, um, you know, integrated within a community, not just affiliated, essentially. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, 
So yeah, so I, I, I go out there, end of October, apartment shopping. I had to bring my mom because the Libra in me is very indecisive and I needed to help picking out our good apartment. Moms are good. Moms are good. So yeah, if you, if you stop by my place and you like it, you can thank my mom. Um, but uh, literally while uh, we're in the hotel, and it's so funny, man, like the hotel that we stayed at is like literally at the park where the meetings get hosted. Mm. So like just perfect, like universe, like calling. And I remember, I even have a snap about this. Like when I was walking through the park, they had like a little uh, mountain and I was on snap and I zoomed into the mountain. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna shoot a shuffle video up there later today. Turns out that's where I'd be dancing for the next year. Cause that's uh, where the shuffle meets are. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like I felt yeah, the energy yeah. there. Granted, it's a dope spot. It's pretty easy to point out. But anyways. Um, Shufflers just know those spots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something in the air, the energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I go out that uh, night uh, while my mom's uh, sleeping in the, in the bed on pre-gaming in the bathroom. <laughs> and uh, I, go, I go to an MK show in downtown Phoenix. And, uh, you know, I was dancing by myself. And uh, a friend of mine now, Abby Jang, saw me dancing. And it's funny, she like literally walked into my frame while I was shooting a clip. And uh, basically we get to talking and she told me about uh, this group out there, the Arizona Shufflers and how they have meetups on Wednesdays. And like I said, prior to that, I'd only gone to like one real meetup. Um, so, you know, it was a bit outside of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. um, so, but you know, I noted it. I think I followed them on Instagram that day and I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then I didn't go to my first meetup. So this was end of October. I didn't go to the first meetup till end of November. It was the Thanksgiving day potluck. And, you know, I brought some cookies or muffins or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that was a nice way to kind of like, uh, you know, make me feel like I'm contributing. <laughs> I'm not just some random guy pulling up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I remember the first day Gribbs was there, uh, super warm, welcoming, a very enthusiastic leader. That man has done so much for the community out there. Uh, just want to, want to give that uh, kudos where it's due and, and, and all the homies out there homies and homegirls they were all just uh inc incredibly welcoming L lots of different styles uh obviously a lot of uh you know arizona's definitely gotten techno into my eardrums as of late you know a lot, a lot of good melbourne shufflers yeah. out there <laughs> um and yeah so uh yeah i started going literally from from that uh thanksgiving i went every wednesday since um well granted every wednesday up until a certain point i've i've, I've confess i haven't gone to a lot of meetups as of late but for a good six months there for sure every wednesday and um there was a point you know because gribbs was the one hosting them and he had to take care of some stuff in his personal life so he kind of stepped down and wasn't able to host the meetups anymore top of that he lives very far from the meeting location mm. he's like a 45 minute drive for him on occasion so wow. completely understand that that he was our weekly every every, every wednesday, wednesday man wow. yeah, yeah like like clockwork um and you know it, it's great but like also exactly yeah very taxing mm. but um you know i live six minutes from where the meetups are so I um, somewhat selfishly, I confess, is I didn't know a lot of people in the state and this was my only friend group. And, you know, I had started going to the meetups and making friends and, and really felt um, immersed in, in, the, in the scene there. I was like, yo, I'll buy a speaker and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll haul it and, you know, uh, I'd be happy to, to, I even struggle saying host. Even everyone would say, oh, Phil's hosting. I'm like, I just bring the speaker. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I just wheel it over. Honestly. Relax. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, even like my boy Gomez, I'm like, can you please like run the Spotify? Like, yeah. I, I just yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't, couldn't handle it. Honestly, a little organization goes a long way. And just for someone saying, I will bring a speaker. That is organization yeah. around yeah. the event. So like, I wouldn't discredit yourself too much. Appreciate it, appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, so started picking them up. Started doing them every Wednesday as well um and it, and it was it was great man that uh just really because at, at that point it's not only selfishly right but they say you know the best gift is giving mm -hmm. also feeling like i was contributing i didn't go to a soup kitchen but you know i was bringing people together and and uh you know you, these shuffle meets are not just dancing you're talking to people yeah, people go through yeah. things you you hear them out you try to 
And I always give unsolicited advice instead of controlling. <laughs> but still, I try to help people. You give the best your disclaimer beforehand and after. I know, yeah. I know you don't care about this, but if I were you, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just. I'm a, not a medical doctor. <laughs> I'm not a medical professional, but. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a pain, man. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so that that was great there. Um, I will say, uh, in, you know, Arizona summers are brutal. And uh, when the summertime came, um, how can I put this? Attendance started dwindling a bit. Yeah. And that's kind of hard. On top of that, like hosting, I think I was doing it for three hours, right? So seven to 10. And then you got to get there early. So it would really take up my entire Wednesday. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was also taxing. I, I don't understand how Gribbs did it for so long, especially living so far. So I, um, you know, recognized that, you know, the attendance was dwindling. And that was also when gas prices were through the roof. So that was another contributing factor. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I was like, okay, you know, I think I started doing them every two weeks. And eventually I kind of stepped back, but it happened at the right moment because somebody else started hosting. Um, I think they were doing like a Tuesday meet. And I was like, okay, perfect. And then they moved it to Wednesday. So now um, Edwin, Edwin Vibin is uh, the one who's uh, hauling the speaker. No, I'm kidding. He's hosting. He actually, <laughs> he, he actually mixes. So he brings his decks out there oh, and he, yeah. uh, he does it. Uh, so that's dope. Um, and then um, they also got plywood sessions, uh, Manny and Lewis on Thursday. So there's, there's other people hosting things. I think that also absolved any guilt that I would have from yeah. like stepping away. Um, and I was going to them pretty regularly too, but um, I think I've been going out too much on the weekend, so it makes those Wednesday meetups kind of hard. Like, I'm like, bro, I just need some me time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. And, and I think that's so cool because it's like you were passing the baton, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the beauty of the community, right? It's like when – when when people see that maybe someone is taxed or it's it's a lot for them, um, a lot of people like to step up, and you know maybe maybe they wanted to step up prior, but they were just waiting for for like a good a good moment, you know, to either you know tag someone out or or just you know have the be able to um, act on the ideas that maybe they had. Like you guys weren't bringing decks, you know, beforehand, but now Edwin is, and like he's bringing like a new. A new value. I, I'm, I'm not speaking for you, Edwin, if you're listening. <laughs> but you know, maybe he he didn't think that he could bring decks before, but like now he now he has a little bit more more say in the matter, and like this is like a new value add that he that he's giving to the meetups and things like that. So yeah, I remember even when I was asking like Gribs to like if I can like you know help bring the speaker or whatever. It's it's a because it is a responsibility, and you mm -hmm. kind of almost like the imposter syndrome with the dancer. You don't want to label yourself a dancer. Do I want to label myself an Arizona Shuffler's yeah, host? You know, yeah, so yeah. that that is a bit of a barrier you want to do it with most respect um and you know obviously honor the name right you're you're representing mm -hmm. a a bunch of people who have been doing this for a long time so you want to do it right essentially um but yeah it, it, it's it's great that there others are, are willing to step up and and carry the mantle and it's good i also granted i also was flyer design during the, my whole time as the meetup as well so hauling speaker and and canvas uh flyer design uh, <laughs> user i'll take those two big responsibility <laughs> yeah yeah big shoes to fill <laughs> Yeah, no, there, there's definitely a lot of respect that goes into, um, especially the people who are currently organizing things like you also don't want to step on, on toes or anything like that. People have a system and it's working and, and, you know, good ideas are flowing. Like it's sometimes good not to rock the boat too much. And, and you know, we experienced that with mile high shufflers. We, I, I very much confide and, um, and have all respect for DD our, our leader and, uh, you know, never want to do anything, you know, that would, that would, um, you know, overstep or, or things like that. Cause she's done such a great job, you know, 
Um, although, you know, some of us are taking more leadership roles and having a little bit more responsibility. It's very, it's very much all, everyone check in with each other, you know, res respect the, um, the roles and responsibilities that have already kind of been there and, and out there. And, um, yeah, don't, don't go like a lone, lone wolf trying to, you know, put, pull your own stuff or speaking for, for the group and, and, and whatnot. But, um, it's, uh, it sometimes gets tricky too. You know what I mean? Um, but I also think that if, if like things aren't established, like if, if there's not a, um, you know, shuffle community, like already established, like run with it, you know, do whatever oh, the sure. hell you yeah, want. Yeah, like yeah, if there's yeah. nothing that's already kind of going. Um, but if there is like, just go console, console with, you know, everyone, make sure we're all on the same page. And that also builds community too. Cause now it's like, we're all working together to make this, make this good. It's not individuals just, you know, dictating and, and things like that. So, and people realize that and they, and they, you know, hit that, I believe button in the community too. And when everyone's heard too, you know, like it, it's also nice when everyone can kind of collaborate with each other and everyone can be heard and ideas are implemented, even if they're not yours. Um, that, that, I think that makes people also want to contribute more and to put voluntary hours into it, even like with the things that aren't fun, you know, like the logistics and, and, uh, you know, all the, all the coordination that goes into even the smallest meets, but even like larger meets too, more organized ones. So I, I, I would say, uh, my current role in, in the community, if anything, I'll generally host little like get togethers at my house, like that or mm. my apartment rather. So like mm -hmm. I did a bit good friends giving one. I think I had 30 heads in the apartment, all shufflers. That was great. We just did a smaller version of that for St. Patty's day. So that's kind of the way I'm doing. It. I try to, you know, bring everybody together. We all have different music tastes. So after we leave my apartment, some people go to the techno show, some people go to the house show, yeah, but at least yeah. we have like that center meeting ground before going out. So that that's, uh, the way I give back at the moment. I was about to say, I'm not a complete, like, you know, uh, slap. <laughs> what uh what what show do you go to after those Dude, so, so, <laughs> good question so honestly for for the longest run it was always uh the, the house shows right in mm -hmm. tempe but man it's, it's alarming how quickly i started to like techno um so um ideally in a perfect world uh techno snobs just did a great event man where they had a house and a techno um, kind of stage, if you will. There were like two warehouses right next to each other. One was full house, looked like a you know club bangers, tech house, that kind of stuff. And then right next door to it, you can walk within two minutes and you're in a dark red lit, lit room, uh, bumping hard techno. And that is my favorite version because I almost, it's like the yin and the yang, right? So you can go and, and, and bring yourself up real high with the house music, get tons of energy, and then, you know, connect with people. The, the mm. lights are really bright. You know, you see the baddies, you see your boys, you're everyone's yeah, hype, yeah, drinking, yeah. da, da, da. And then, but like that excitation, you know, you're kind of like supercharged at the moment. So you go to the techno room and you stomp it all out and mm. you kind of like release it. And then you're like exhausted. So you go back to the house, you build yeah. yourself up. And it's such a beautiful dance just going between the two. So that's an ideal world. But you know, outside of festivals, it's pretty hard to, to, to get that. So um, it depends on the night, depends on the artist. Honestly, lately, it's dependent most on the venue. Um, okay. I have, I'm, I'm getting older and more, uh, what's what I'm looking for? Picky. Particular. Yeah, particular about my venues. Um, and a lot of the the house shows, um, especially in, in Tempe, you know, it's more of a college town scene. So mm. venues are a bit smaller, not tons of room to dance. And that's kind of frustrating on occasion. So uh, if there's a bigger dance floor, I, uh, that's definitely a major contributor into where I'm going to go for the night, you know? Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it also, um, it's, a, it's going to be an environment where you're connecting with people and a big way how, a large way how, um, shufflers 
connect with one another is on the dance floor. So it's like if you're there with all your homies, we have nowhere to dance. Granted, if there's a big group of shufflers, we usually make room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can, you can kind of get the crowd dynamics going and create and carve out a spot um, for, for y'all. But if it's really like packed like sardines, even sometimes that it is hard. So I'm, I'm totally with you on venue selection. And um, with that, you we the Mile High Shufflers have a uh, continual gripe, griping and complaining over um, Temple, the mm. our, our venue here. But you had visited uh, Temple last night to see Hilo. How was that? Dude, for the, it, it was really, really good, honestly. Uh, I, I had a great time there. Um, you know, I have uh, I consider myself, a, you know, a nightclub connoisseur, if mm -hmm. you will. Every, every time I visit a city, even when I was traveling with friends in pharmacy school, I'm like, let's check out the nightlife. Like, let's see what yeah. the clubs look like here. You know, I want to I see what it what it looks like. And I have friends that are like, oh, all nightclubs are the same. I'm like, no, they're not. <laughs> so uh, seeing Temple, I think that, you know, really great ambiance in there. Um, obviously, real club vibes. You know, it's um, maybe some people who not might be listening to that kind of music monday through friday but on the weekends you know when they're going yeah. out kind of thing more of a mainstream crowd if you will um but i like you know multiple levels great led screens good lighting uh good production um i definitely think the venue was pretty solid obviously um the main dance floor reminds me a lot of miami in that uh dance floors and clubs like these aren't dance floors they're areas to put tables on so you can sell bottle service right got it. um so that's you know i get it you, you, they got to make their money uh, you know no hate here but um, I will say Orlando does a better job of, of having an actual dance floor for dancers. Um, no, no, to, please, yeah, yeah. please this this temple or, <laughs> or give an accurate representation of temple. I've actually never been. Oh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. So like, because I've just heard of you know it not being conducive to dancing. Yeah, yeah. So like like the three levels, right? So the main level would kind of be the dance floor. I even believe it's like lit up down there, and they have kind of go go dancers throughout it. Mm. But it's all from what I saw tables and very crowded. There's no way you can get in there. And then you have two other levels. That that are kind of like uh, extended balconies, U-shaped balconies. And that's kind of where if you're going to dance, you know, it's and this is how in these clubs it generally is. You're in the corner by the exit, you know, fire escape kind of thing, you know, kind of getting yourself a little corner there yeah. to, to break it down. But I mean, there was there was definitely room, room to boogie. Um, some other people, you know, getting after it as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd roll it, rate it a solid, uh, solid club somewhere in between the seven to eight range, you know, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Got it. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a long-winded answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite okay. It's quite okay. You're giving me the intel of my own city. <laughs> yeah. But but I will say, high-low, phenomenal set. I I, uh, I left to meet up with you, but honestly, mm -hmm. I could have stayed there the, the whole time. If you were there, I would have been there the whole time. You know, yeah, if, I, if I had some yeah. more homies, I will count it by myself, so I didn't, I didn't really know anybody. Uh, Thanks but, for coming through, by, by the way. Yeah, no, bro, yeah. freaking, uh, I got VIP uh, <laughs> service, man. And if you've ever seen uh, Goodfellas, where uh, the main character brings his girlfriend to the restaurant, and he brings her to like, the back door, and they're going through the kitchen, and like there's no tables but then they like bring a table and put it out you know kind yeah. of the that 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 official experience not not saying that i'm, I'm your girlfriend <laughs> like that but i definitely felt that way you know patty skipping the line brings me in uh you know through the back entrance putting straight to the vip what do you want to drink anything you want seltzers red bull like no it was it was definitely a, an experience so i'm grateful I, I i went as well and then at the end of it i even helped you work it a bit i felt yeah, like you know yeah. for carrying stuff around i'm like you yeah were, i work here you know you were my assistant liaison <laughs> yeah that's 
what he said. As, as you came in, you're like entourage. I'm like, shit, I'm entourage. <laughs> we so even walked the uh, the artist back to the hotel. Yeah. Like that. yeah, it was so funny. I was so I was obviously it was late at night. It was maybe two two thirty in the morning, and uh, you know we're walking with this guy who I knew was talent, but I didn't know it was the guy who had just finished playing. The yeah, yeah, the same guy I was just dancing to for the last two hours, and it wasn't until we dropped him off. I was like, wait, that was uh, the the main guy. Masane, Masane, yeah, Masane. I was like, ma, ma, yeah, but say I was like, oh, it's so funny. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, people, uh, you know, from previous episodes, I, I'm an artist liaison. So there are there are uh, you're working, but there are benefits to such work. So uh, Phil got a firsthand experience. <laughs> super cool. Super unique experience. I love it, man. Yeah. I'm glad you that you were there, man. You like it was it was fun vibing with you. And that was a very low key artists where it, he didn't want to be bothered much so it was it was perfect because we were able to like just chill vibe on the dance floor he was playing a lot of like melodic type stuff when we first entered but we were sitting uh, you know up up near the booth and we heard like a new like a new kick drop and we both looked at each other we were like <laughs> want to go dance yeah i can get down to this yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was good yeah he did, he did a good job i think again kind of that yin and yang if, if an artist can drop some house and techno within the same set yeah chef's yep. kiss you know? and he was throwing in some like progressive house too yeah. when, you know that was like a little bit heavier and so it it definitely surprised me because the all the um like the opener and then the direct support were not were not playing that it was like kind of like bumble some bubblegum shit yeah you know, like that sort of <laughs> stuff but um and you know no no offense to anyone who likes uh, melodic house and stuff like that but typically when i go out i i like to feel like i like to feel the bass in my chest same, that, same. that sort of thing yeah, so. if, if it's too happy i'm not happy yeah yeah <laughs> for real if it's too vibey like i'm not vibing yeah. <laughs> that's awesome man um so with that you know just the the music discussion that that we were having you know when do you think that you really snapped into like techno you know what i mean you you kind of deviated from house and then like you know went went into techno yeah yeah so um granted again house i have i have one of the the heart house music tattoos on me as well mm -hmm. so house is is, is, is is will always be near and dear to my heart and always be my favorite genre and, and i just want to add like it, it's it's extra um not not extra interesting but i feel like it's almost like a little bit of an anomaly because i feel like shapers kind of gravitate more towards like how like house progressive house tech house that sort of thing and i don't you know i don't want to label you as anything because you very much have a hybrid approach but you're like your love for techno now is is interesting because i've seen i see you shape to it yeah. as well <laughs> and you throw that flow into it so it's just it's it's uh it's just different. It's different to me. You know what I mean? And I love that. I love that. Like we've been kicking it here and, uh, you know, Charles has been uh, staying with us as well. Bangers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just on the decks pretty much all day. Just like Great. throwing hard techno, techno for breakfast, and, techno yep. midnight snack, just, just eating techno all day. Bro. And you're loving it. Like we all have our staying faces on. We're all like just looking at each other. <laughs> Dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's heat. Like, yeah. The word of the day has been heat. Yeah. Honestly, man. But um, yeah, keep going. Uh, origin stories of of you know your your love for tech yeah yeah so obviously and even even still like it, it's funny now they've blended so well that i struggle identifying what's what i feel tech house is very obvious but mm -hmm. you know even i'm like wait is this house is this techno is this trance mm -hmm. but um my love for techno i would say obviously for sure amplified within the last year and and really really so much um within the last few months i feel like it might it was probably arc 
that at least really inspired me to level up my Melbourne, right? Mm. And and for me, that's honestly how I associate it. Like I, house doesn't make me want to stomp, right? House makes me want to cut shapes and be very airy with yeah, it. You know, yeah. it doesn't really, that bass, it's there, but it doesn't make me do the same movements that techno would do. Mm. So techno actually, you know, I want to do Melbourne. I want to try to, you know, stomp some brooches and, and do my T-steps <laughs> and all that. So that, that was a part of it, really trying to work on my fundamentals, my Melbourne following arc where I met you being surrounded by all these great dancers, I was like, okay, I got to, you know, the shapes is cool. You got a bunch of different moves in your set, but if your fundamentals are lacking, it, it, it doesn't hit the same. So that kind of started the journey. And then, you know, I always thought like techno was obviously repetitive. That's, that's what everybody says about it. But once you have an ear for it, you can really, there's so many levels to it, different things you can grab onto and dance to. And then, and, and I recognize the reason why a lot of shufflers enjoy techno is because it's very predictable, right? You know, for sure, you got that same beat for at least a minute or, or so. Granted, there's some variations mm -hmm. in it, but you can, you're not surprised like in a house that you got 30 seconds and then it winds down and then it hypes up and then it winds down. You're yeah. mid flow, mid circle. And you're like, shit, you know, what am I, you know, it, it kills the vibe bit to a degree um unless you know the song well and you can plan for it but that's mm -hmm. a whole different story so uh arc and then uh just being in arizona too there's a, there's a really big techno scene out there uh shout out techno snobs um and yeah being being at the meetup seeing all, all the power that that people are able to produce to techno in their stomps and and that aggressive feel I've been a, ever since i started seeing the battles that uh that julia techno queen was doing too that was like oh my god super cool any any shufflers out there that you were like, okay, they're getting down the techno, and I want to look, I want to look similar to that, or like this, the way that they're moving to this genre, like is something that I want to have for myself. Yeah. So out in Arizona specifically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, just in that community that you know, as you were starting to take a keen eye to this, it, it was helping you um, see how you wanted to move to the dance just by by. Um, 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 using the same movements as someone else. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, it, it granted, uh, my feminine energy, but um, dude, honestly, uh, Sammy Steeds, man. Uh, oh, okay. She, I, I, I first saw her when I was in. Um, I was still in, in school. That was around the time that I started taking it back up again. I, I forgot to mention that. And she really uh, also was somebody who was like, oh my God, there's levels to it. It was a point mm -hmm. that I was practicing for a couple months and I was like, all right, you know, I'm good enough. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm getting there. I don't really need to like, you know, invest so much energy into this because, you know, I'm better than 80% of the people in the room. But after seeing some of her runs and like the novelty to the things that she throws mm -hmm. in, I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. Like that really put a rocket up my my butt to-, to Footwork. Yeah, for days, kill. It. And high BPM and the high knees. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Phenomenal, phenomenal. So her, shout out Mars as well. She does a great job. And I think that's what I enjoy, right? I enjoy a hybrid flow where their they're Melbourne is super powerful, super clean when it needs to be. But then they can throw in the shapey stuff and, and, and add some variety in there. The yin and the yang again. Um, so, yeah. And then out, out in Arizona, obviously, Gribbs is a great dancer uh, with his Melbourne. Uh, Manny, FTS Manny Just B, is also uh, somebody who, who displays phenomenal power. He does more mas, but uh, I don't think I knew the difference back then when I first saw him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, um, no, it's interesting that you, that you mentioned um, a couple of those people because, like, Sammy started off with uh, Cutting Shapes. Um, her, her, from what she described to me, her first like three years was mostly cutting shapes. And she she showed me some videos um, of that. And it's funny to see because she's very much Melbourne now. And um, I don't know, I don't know Mars's, you know, origins. I would actually love to talk to her, you know, about that. She'd be great on the, on the podcast, <laughs> yeah. by the way. 
um, but very much has a has a hybrid flow. And I think it's I think it's really cool. And I, I think a lot of maybe shapers get some flack on on social media for I don't know for for many things maybe like detracting from the dance or like that's the notion but when you see these when you see these um shufflers who have this hybrid flow and are good at at both they're almost because there's a lot of shapers who are following them and maybe like new shufflers who are just getting introduced to this and they see like oh maybe they're following you know a ton of other shapers just the the individuals that you know they want to emulate but then they see a hybrid shuffler who's really good at shapes but then throws melbourne real quick and is really good at it and they're like oh shit this is something different you know what i mean this is something different and it might itch my scratch and it's exposing it's exposing people who might be none the wiser of of what is actually out there and um i honestly and i think you'd agree with me with this that's an asset to the to the community being exposed and having these styles having a larger reach because i think that if you know someone might be like okay yeah shapes is fun you know what i mean I'm, I'm having fun with it it's it's all i really know and if they don't find another style maybe they pull away from the dance for a little bit or maybe for good and that exposure to something else might keep the fire alive you know in them so i i, I do think like the shufflers who are out there, maybe uh, I don't even like to use like influence, like influencer, um, but creator, creator status. And like, that's really what they're known for. They're not known for, you know, stomping hard at, at festivals. They're, they're known for more of like their social media presence, but they're, they, they might be showing like a wide, like a wide breadth of, of style. I think it, 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 it is an asset to the community in its own right. Yeah, hundred percent. And this, this kind of brings me into, I think we talked about this other, my little pet uh, project that I, that I like to uh, kind of preach about, right? There's obviously been a, you know, a split in the, in the community, right? Where you have the more TikTokers, influencers mm -hmm. kind of people, mainly shape dominant because shapes translates well to the general public. They don't, you know, to the untrained eye, Melbourne looks very repetitive, right? Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's all, tons of variations with your running man, but it's essentially running man spins, you know, T-steps, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it's very, uh, hard to to notice the difference in dancers, whereas shapes is very obvious. There's a different move coming, and, and uh, but it's the same move, right? Like you're just essentially doing the same moves in different combinations. But um, point is though uh, that I I have a love for for both. I think that obviously the OGs, it's where it comes from. You have to you know respect your roots and. Um, the battle culture, I think, is uh, is something that also makes the community closer. And I think it's really hard to have like a shape only battle kind of thing. Like you kind of need that swag of Melbourne, that power display. Uh, but when it comes to the, the the influencer side, them making it mainstream. Like I said, I started you know going to to shows in the early 2010s, and raver was like a dirty word, right? You didn't really use that in public. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like uh, you know the social media presence of of shuffling. Um, and shaping, and they're all shuffling is, sh sorry, shaping is shuffling. It's just a, you know, a different dialect, if mm -hmm. you will, has really made it uh, easy to, to digest to the masses. And I say this all the time to the point that my boss for Christmas got me a shirt that said, eat, sleep, shuffle, repeat, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, for her to, uh, you know, for people at work to see me dancing and to for it to have lost its stigma of just a bunch of people in a dark room doing drugs or whatever it is, and nobody's, um, no, no real skill involved in it. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, it, it's really great that uh, that there's been some commercialization of it, some mainstreamness of it, because it spreads. 
now when you go to an open format club, they'll drop some bangers on there. You can kind of get your shuffle on even when you're with your non-Raven uh, friends. So yeah. I, I think it'd be great. And I think if uh, both sides just, and I think most do, but I think there are some people who are a bit dogmatic and you know they don't want to acknowledge that even Shapes is shuffling or that you know it's perverting uh, the origins of the dance, which I can get, but... I think if we brought both houses together, uh, it'd be the yin and the yang. It would be a more successful uh, community in, in, the, in the long run. Sorry, long-winded no, uh, no, no. answer there. And I, I, I love that because I think that's a that's a um, perspective that not a lot of people think about. You know, there. Um, I, I was educated a little bit about this um, when I, I, I was talking to someone who, who knew a lot about it. He was actually a DJ who was performing during this time. But when the Rave Act came out, I think I think I think Joe Biden was the one who yeah. like signed signed the damn thing. Um, it, but it was like 1990 something, late late was, 90s, I think. Yeah, was, late yeah. late 90s, and it, it basically yeah it basically gave raves and raving like the worst the worst uh image and publicity and um there was like really sh there uh, there was also a lot of messed up stuff you know the um the enforcement of it was like pretty unfair like people got like the book thrown at them for even drug use not even just drug distribution and and, and things like that and then any kind of like organization around it like you would get the book thrown at you and it ruined people's lives and and things like that but i i, I think that um, during that time, there was a, a really bad stigma that that came about, and it's it's very cool for people to now be changing their minds about this this scene and seeing it more as like a pro-social environment. You know, it's not something where dege degenerates go to become more degenerate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 a it's a community, and um, it it helps build like these social ties that we need we're social and communal in nature as human beings and you know the more that we can come to, to come together and know that we're more similar than different um, i think helps society in, in a big way and i say all that to say that perception is reality if people think that if people think that you're you're a monster because of you know their own programming and their own conditioning from the past then they're going to continue to have that but I think that, like, like you said, like shaping is very palatable and aesthetic to the to the eye, um, just in the general public um, as well. And it starts to, you know, people see the TikToker doing the dance, but then they're, but then they all they'll also see someone at a festival doing the dance, and then they can make that association, like, oh, they're ravers too. They're not just dancers; they're ravers, and they do this in this setting. And then, so they can get the good, all the good feelings from watching that dance, and then apply it to a festival setting where they might have thought that the degenerates were hanging out. You know what I mean? The hoodlums were hanging out, and it creates this better, this better publicity around the whole thing. And so that I, I don't think that you can really cast judgment on that poorly at, at least you know it seems to be an asset for the shuffle community yeah i mean I, again i think we all have our reasons for dancing you know some for clout some to what is it some to impress some to express right but um i think that uh, people shouldn't get so caught up into why people are dancing a certain way just 
you know, kind of share in the camaraderie that we've all dedicated hours into this form of dancing, whether whatever dialect it is, if you want to, you know, talk like you're from the South or you want to talk like, you know, you're from New York, right? Yeah. You're, we're still talking English, right? Yeah. So, um, and I think we can communicate through that language. And I mean, I've, I've honestly started to see, uh, you know, obviously Shapes has had its influence in, in the scene, but now a lot of Shapers, I mean, you have the, uh, John Summit dropping techno mid-set. I'm starting to see a lot of even the TikTokers really try to, um, you know, earn the right to call themselves shufflers, if you will, by by dropping more Melbourne heavy uh, common, runs within their combination. And, and I love seeing, again, I love seeing them both together at the same time. Yeah. Hybrid. Hybrid is the future, people. <laughs> for real. For real. And if, uh, you know, and, and it's okay. It's okay if you go head first into, into one style, um, for sure. There's, there's a lot of people who uh, subscribe to, to one and they love it. I think that's okay. okay yeah, as well. yeah, true, true. But, I'm going to dogmatic about this. <laughs> but I also think that maybe you're maybe you're glancing over an opportunity to really expand your repertoire and to get excited to get excited about something else like um migs came through the um the other month uh, last month and was teaching us moss and had two classes on moss and now i'm, I'm like stoked on moss <laughs> like it's a lot of fun just like all the all the like the little um, hops and jumps into glides and things like that, I, I really pulled away because I, I I had already known about you know the moss T step and but then he taught me a variation of that and then he taught me like a yeah a hop to a glide from it and now I love doing it and I think you, you actually caught a video of me of me doing it last night you sent it to me and then you made you made it your story I'm like dude there it is I'm actually I'm doing it you know what I mean? I'm really doing it like, <laughs> and so it's it's a lot of fun to to implement so I would just uh, the 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 shufflers who maybe aren't hybrid maybe start taking a look at some other stuff. Yeah, you know, it's fun. It's just fun. Honestly, to do. it really is. And and again, it doesn't even have to be in, in the different forms of shuffling, right? Like we talked about earlier, throwing some hip hop, throwing, you know, I don't know if you know how to line dance in the middle of a, of a, of a yeah. shuffle drive, but you know, just something, some extra extra flavor in there really does, I think, make make the experience better for expression and also on the eyes, right? People like variation, right? Yeah, yeah. I just want to go back to one thing that you yeah. said. It was actually a, a little bit a while ago, but. Um, uh, shuffle battles with only shaping. Mm -hmm. um, it actually. So Are I was gonna talk about your Colombian. Yeah, well, just a little bit. Like that's what it was. It was mostly. It was mostly shaping. Um, and it was actually really cool to see. And um, and I think that's <laughs> that might have been why I qual I qualified and got into like top sixteen because I was the only one doing really like Melbourne. There were there were a couple. There were a couple, you know, people doing, you know, similarities to it. Like they were getting their knees up higher um, on their running man and things like that. But it was pretty much all shaping and um, shuffle showcase. I, I think there's a lot of shapers that that go there um, too, and um, that's that's kind of like the primary battling modality there. So it was it was super cool to see. Yeah, that, that's a good point. I, I, I and. Yeah, I've obviously seen uh, you know people people throwing at it with shapes. I guess I just feel that like with Melbourne, it's more aggressive. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could mm -hmm. be aggressive with with shapes. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about like energy transfer to the floor, yeah. like stomping in front of somebody and the space that you use. Yeah, too. it's like you know, like, really, yeah, claiming territory. Like yes. this is all mine, bro. Like you yeah. know, I'm rocking it. So like that that for me, it just. Um, I think it's more 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 suiting to that kind of uh, environment, that that kind of energy exchange when it's um, 
friendly competition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could definitely finesse someone with uh with both. Yeah, I feel for sure, like for you sure. know <laughs> you can be very smooth with it. So but dude, um it's been great talking to you. I I know that we have to and I wanna allow enough time for you to like meet the fam and sesh. So um I, I do want to be respectful of that and uh because you got a flight to catch later on today but i do want to you know get a lot of dancing in with you and uh and have you meet everyone so um we're gonna start to kind of wrap it up but um at this point we're gonna go into the world famous final five, final five, five, five. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's angels singing oh, that's what it'll be um and th these are the questions that i ask uh every guest and um, it's always fun to see how they, you know, rack and stack with each other. You know, if you guys have been to the to the same uh, festivities or, you know, if you guys like the same uh, music and things like that, there's there's definitely some commonalities um, between guests. So without further ado, my first question for you is uh, what is your favorite music genre? Uh, tech house. Tech house. Yeah. Solid, solid on that. Granted, like. So it's uh, my my top three, which I'm just kind of cheating here. So tech house, uh, in no particular order, bass house, and now techno. But I don't really know my subgenres of techno yet. But again, angry and aggressive really helps. But um, <laughs> I just feel like tech house. There's um, at least from from my novice uh, understanding of it, there's more levels to it, right? It can be more like chill, t -t -t -t, or you can like have like a banger with like a nice saw in there, and you know mm. you feeling like jumping up and down and and really getting it out of you. So yeah, it's uh. And it's the perfect right between house and techno is tech house, right? Yeah. So it's a nice yeah, middle yeah. ground, right? That that was my that was also my transition to to techno. There, like, I fell in love with that, like, kind of like that. It's got a little bit of a heavier kick, and it's less it's less airy, you know. And then, um, like, kind of with you, it was like, okay, what's the distinction between the two? And then I started to kind of gravitate towards like peak time techno, lower lower BPM techno. And now, like, all my homies are getting me in the hard techno. What is going on? <laughs> I love it though. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, next question: What is your favorite place to dance? So I was thinking because confession, I got a sneak peek at the test before, and I was I was thinking a lot about this. Um, honestly, I think I, I would have to say Elixir in Orlando. Mm. And so Elixir starts as a gator bar, go Gators. Um, but it's uh, it's really a restaurant, um, and at nighttime it turns into a more formal club. But brunch on Sundays at Elixir. Bottomless mimosas. They actually have a dance floor that people respect, and you know most people are you know crowded in the in the seated area, but nice in front of a DJ. All your friends are there. Um, that 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 you know out in the sun, which normally I don't really like to, but uh, that for some reason there it's a it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibe, man. Honestly, so it looks for in Orlando. If you're ever in there, uh, it's in downtown, obviously. Uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend. I always say, if you visit Orlando, you can't leave without going to brunch on Sunday at Elixir. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. What kind of music do they play there? Uh, so, granted, when when the crew rolls up, uh, you know, they know what to play. Yeah, like, <laughs> shout out. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Uh, shout out. Uh, Chino is always dropping bangers for us. But it's, it's probably more open format. Um, you know, they'll throw in, you know, their hip-hop, reggaeton, mm -hmm. uh, reggae, uh, but definitely a good amount of house. Uh, Orlando has, has a great house scene there. Um, but mainly tech house, not a lot of techno uh, okay. that that I would see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's never too early for techno though. <laughs> As we found out. As we found out, te te techno <laughs> for breakfast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. Um, what What is your favorite set, show, or festival attended? Oh, that's that's a that's a tough one. Um, so 
I'll give you my most my favorite most recent one. Mm-hmm. Um, God, there's so many. Uh, I'm a, so James Hype is probably my my, my favorite DJ. Mm-hmm. So his afters at uh, from EDC Orlando. He played at was it Van Buren? No. Wait, no, Van Buren. That's uh, Phoenix. I'm getting my my cities mixed up here. Um, he played at a club in Orlando. God, I think it starts with a V. That's gonna drive me crazy. Sorry, you know which one I'm talking about. But anyways, we'll put it in the show. Notes. We'll put yeah, we'll put it in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> it was it was his afters for um for for EDC Orlando, and I think it might have been a beat to be with Vintage, but um, mm. regardless, it slapped. And I just remember like, oh my God, such a great set, nonstop energy. Got it, got it. Yeah, they they collab on on some some yeah, tracks. Yeah, together, yeah they so produce yeah. some some together, That's and um yeah yeah no it was it was real good. I'm looking forward to seeing him um coming up um my first time at the brooklyn mirage with him and medusa so that'll be fun mm, this mm. july yeah 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 hit up our boy bambi yeah for sure you already know yeah yeah uh, he wants me to come too i've never been that's me on my neither bucket yeah, yeah that's bucket list item for me that's what the red rocks brooklyn mirage this is the year of like the rawest clubs that i gotta check out in the yeah. country man what, what um what day is medusa? Uh, it's actually my mom's birthday <laughs> july 2nd she so originally i was planning uh to go to miami you're like that day but i was yeah. like i'm gonna make a little detour so i'm stopping in new york for a couple of days and then going to miami Got mom's it. totally cool with me uh arriving to her birthday late very well very well that's a cool mom yeah <laughs> she's also she's also a dancer salsa merengue and stuff but uh i think that's where i get it from got it got it cool um next question for you what is your favorite book yeah so i'm not the biggest reader uh, i've probably read a handful of books in my life uh audiobooks here and there um but if i had to say my favorite book and it was probably like really the first book that I think I read out of my own decision, and this is going to sound corny, but it, The Secret, you know, like Law of Attraction, uh, that was kind of my introduction to self-help books. Um, and I feel like also my introduction to like positive thinking and, and you know, pr- perspective on the is world. Is that Neil Strauss or who? Uh, no, it's a, a woman that wrote it. I couldn't tell you who, but um, it's called The Secret. Yeah. It had a lot of hype around it in the early 2000s. I think they had a, they had a movie about it. And then I ended up getting the book. I think my grandma even gave me an audiobook copy of it but it's even i even went and traced it because it, it wasn't the first uh book to talk about you know uh, positive uh thoughts and uh, visualization law of attraction manifestation all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff um i think it originally got some misconcepts from a book called the master key system which was from an earlier time which i also uh, read and and but it's all kind of the same thing right like if you you know believe that you have it Uh, It's yours. We're all part of the same uh, universal conscious, you know, a piece of a pie is still pie, even if it's a piece of it. So, you know, we're all we're all in in tune with the the creative force out there. So, um, yeah. And and again, it's kind of corny. It's not real deep. But I would say that that's kind of the the, my favorite book if I had to pick one. No, I mean, sometimes those those books that, you know, maybe had some um, uh, they weren't they weren't super complex or you didn't need to be like a phd to understand that like might have direct redirected your path oh uh, but some way in a positive positive light even even though it wasn't like yeah one of those books that you know you had to like chew on for like years yeah like like, it, it was like the the text was so uh like you know um it was a lot too, a lot of layers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, super. It was yeah, very, very easily digestible uh, book, just to put it lightly. But um, but yeah, I, if I if I had to pick one that had the most impact on my life, I'd probably pick that. Amazing, amazing, man. All right, for our final question, um, if you could put any question on the main stage production of a large festival, think EDC Las Vegas, Tomorrowland, 
there's going to be tens of thousands of people watching this, what would it say? Um, so I, I, probably be the good would, 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 would be what, or be the light, be, be, be the positive vibes. Um, and to elaborate on that, um, I'm a big believer in, you know, good energy and bad energy, light and dark, positive, negative. And I think that uh, we as, as, as agents, we as people should kind of be on team light because uh, life is gonna, gonna throw darkness at you all the time. Life is gonna throw trouble at you, illness, family members, uh, you know, passing away. There's, there's plenty of things in this world that are gonna bring you down. So if you ever have the opportunity, you should try to bring people up. You should try to, um, you know, help to help them out anyway. Can't whether well, it's just being an ear, giving unsolicited advice. Like I'm very you know, fond of myself. <laughs> with but, disclaimers. With disclaimers, of course. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, just you know, be be a force of good in the world. Um, and you don't have to be Mother Teresa, but you know, if someone tells you they got a you know promotion, like at least try to feel you know some kind of joy and empathy mm. with them. Don't hate. You know, don't don't try to bring them down. Um, that that would be the message. Be be the good. Yeah, be in that net positive. Be in the net for, positive for the world. Yeah, society, local community, friend group, whatever. 100%. You know? and, and and granted, there's just like I'm a big believer in the yin and yang symbol. There's still a little bit of dark in the light, right? Yeah. So you still have to have it in you. And I think it's it's healthy to have both. But if you're acting in the world. You know, always kind of be on the yang side, always kind of bring people up. Got it. The average, the average of your interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you me. said, the net, right? Yeah. Even if it's plus 10, bro, just yeah. add a little bit in there. We'll have our days, <laughs> you know? You'll, you'll yell at someone and maybe they, they didn't deserve it. Or, for sure. You know, we're all, we're human. We're human, human at the end of the day. That's a great message, man. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So I'm, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. We got some dancing uh, to get to. But is there anything else just before we go that you'd like to share with the listeners? Um, no, man, that, that's it. Honestly, real honor and a pleasure. Never been formally interviewed like this. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's pretty cool uh, and excited to see where the, where the rest of uh, Shuffle Curious goes, man. I think you're going to do great things. Uh, and I'm, I'm, hyped, I'm hyped to see it. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. It, it was an absolute pleasure. I loved having you here in Denver. I honestly wish we could have had more time, but uh, it's all good, you know? Round two yeah. coming soon, baby. Yeah, Round two coming yeah, soon. let's go. Um, and hopefully it's me going go to you. Yeah, uh, dude, you I wanna, Yeah, yeah. I, I want to. <laughs> I want to. I want to visit. I want to visit you. I want to visit your crew. I want you to show me around. Um, I've I've ne actually never been to Arizona before, so like you would be the the best person to to give me that 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 tour there. I'd be happy to do it. again. I, you got you you set the bar kind of high, but I'll try my best to to accommodate. And I would just maybe recommend avoiding the summer as it can be a little bit uh, intense there. But you know, when it starts freezing up here a bit, you want to escape that. You yeah. come come down south and check it out. I'll come and thaw out. Yeah, yeah down there, I'll <laughs> kick it. Amazing, man. And thank you, thank you for that gesture. I I really do appreciate it. That, you know, on. I will I will be acting on it. You guys heard it here. <laughs> it's on video. <laughs> um, I'm sure this conversation resonated with a lot of people. Um, what is the best way for people to connect with you if they feel so inclined? Yeah, yeah. a carrier pigeon. Just kind of throw it to... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Get them <laughs> ready, folks. <laughs> uh, Instagram, probably be the, the easiest way. My handle is uh, uh, Philly, so P-H-I-L-L-I dot P-K dot merch. Um, I used to go by P-K as a kid because I'm Philip Kevin. Um uh, but that's probably be the easiest way for people to reach out or at, at, at a festival or at a show, right? I'm, I'm generally uh, dancing somewhere maybe. And uh, yeah, please don't hesitate to come up and talk to me. Um, I'd, love, I'd love to connect. That's what this is about for me. Connecting with people who share the same passion that I do, uh, who love the music, who love the scene, who are the good in the world.
and thank you thank you for inviting people to do that because that that is that is very much the intent of the show and i think you really embody that so thank you thank you brother i appreciate it let's go meet the fam dude let's go get to it man I'm, I'm ready for yeah. it it was an honor man absolute we're, pleasure brother yeah we're signing off, we're signing off. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to the shuffle curious podcast i hope you've enjoyed the show so far we are past the launch and I'm so appreciative of the support that the show has received. You guys have really stepped up in a huge way and I'm eternally grateful for that. I know this is a big ask due to the show just starting um, and it's very much in its infancy, but any and all support would really be amazing from you guys. So I just wanted to come on and list a couple ways that you guys can help out the podcast uh, moving forward. So first and foremost, subscribing to the YouTube channel would be a huge help. Uh, among, you know, also sharing and uh, following the show on other social media platforms, uh, such as Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, but in particular, YouTube uh, will really help increase the visibility of the show and it can help to reach a wider audience as well. In addition to this, uh, leaving a review on anywhere where podcasts are distributed, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, can really leave a positive impression on uh, new listeners and it will help them discover the podcast more readily. Also, um, engaging with the podcast, so leaving comments, uh, participating in social media discussions, and just anything that would really help build a community around the podcast uh, would be of great assistance. And um, please feel free, you know, DM me my my personal Instagram at Patty Creates or the show's Instagram uh, at the Shuffle Curious Podcast with the spaces being uh, underscores. I would love to hear any feedback, any ideas, any uh, discourse around the show. Um, it would be um, an honor to hear you guys out and 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 you know implement implement some of the ideas and, and the feedback that you guys have for me. Also. Donating to the podcast directly or purchasing a Shuffle Curious shirt uh, would, would help out a lot. Um, there's a lot of time, there's a lot of energy, and unfortunately money that goes into the podcast. And it will continue to go into the podcast. So let's just get one thing straight here. It's really been a complete joy um, doing the show. And no matter how much or how little monetary assistance the show receives, we'll still be performing the mission of bringing the Shuffle community together. But with a little bit of help, uh, I'll be able to travel more for these interviews, um, buy better equipment, be able to compensate all the amazing people who have made the show a reality and have volunteered their time, uh, things of that nature. So buying a shirt would be much more than buying a shirt. And uh, I don't know if you guys realize, but if I ever saw someone at a festival wearing a Shuffle Curious podcast shirt, you would be my best friend in a huge way. I'd love to see it. Um, and I would be, I'd give you a big bear hug. So um, you can purchase these shirts on the Instagram bio um, of the show. Um, also the show's website, and then I'll have links in the show notes as well. As for the donation, um, just please, you know, send me a DM if you feel inclined to donate to the show. Um, I will definitely um, entertain that. And if you're so inclined, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. I'm not gonna create a button for uh, donating to the show or GoFundMe or anything like that. Um, it, it, it would just be a, a conversation um, between you and I. So, and I, I would, I thank you for that consideration. 
Um, but lastly, uh, you guys have supported the show just by listening. Also listening to this whole outro, um, you know, that that's awesome. You guys rule for, for doing that. And I just cannot understate my appreciation for all of you guys uh, for being a part of this uh, crazy ride that it's been so far. Um, so without further ado, uh, I just want, like I said, I wanted to get on, I'll give you guys a couple of ways that you can support. Um, you can run with as many or as little of them as uh, you would like, but um, I thank you, um, you know, regardless for your listenership and support. So uh, with that, I'm going to get out of here. Um, please get out there and dance, stay curious, and I will see you in the next episode, friend.